0: you've <laughs> just won a free iPod.
1: <laughs> no, know. we're not We're not doing giveaways.
0: Okay. <laughs> I was just trying to do your congratulations thing that you do.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Congratulations, you've found volume 11 of the Rock of Shame podcast, the backlog busting deep diving music podcast where we discover something new every single week. I am your host, the bad boy Bryce Reed. I am joined by the fugitive drew peak
0: (laughs) yeah i'm a fugitive all right fugitive Uh, to these nuts (laughs) let's do that over (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: great greg's Uh, not here this week uh it's important to say he's uh he's just moved into his new house he's dead Oh, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) And his his internet's uh, not hooked up. So it's just Drew and I here. We're going a little later than usual. We're having an after hours party. It's going to be a bit of a different feel on the
0: show this week. Yeah, it'll be way less nerdy.
1: (laughs) We're saying this because we absolutely know that Greg will listen to, he listens to the show when he's on. So he'll absolutely listen to the show this week when he's not on, unless he only listens for himself. But I get that, you know. Uh,
0: Greg, you're a nerd. ha <laughs> ha
1: try to dog on greg as much as possible <laughs> as hard as we can <laughs> for the next uh, hour or so however long we're going. uh man uh, we've got so much to talk about this week i want to get right into it but first if you're new to the show let me give you the good news each week these uh, two uh, very you know sexy uh, men of a certain age uh and sometimes guests uh select a musical artist or group that we've never really listened to and uh we spend the whole week immersing ourselves in the culture and world of that artist, only to return here the following week and tell you all about it. You can listen along with us. Uh, you know, if you want to, uh, and join our brand new uh, Discord community over there at tinyurl.com/slash rock of shame. That's the place to be. We were talking about Merle Haggard all week. It was a conversation, man. Uh, music is better with friends, uh, and 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 it's also better when you share it. And that's uh just like this podcast. Honestly, uh, share us on Facebook. Tell your friends. Tweet us out at Rock of Shame. Uh, but if you want to watch us record the show live. We're We're live every Tuesday night, whenever we feel like going on, over at twitch.tv slash ThickBoyDrewski. Uh, So keep your eyes peeled for it, man. Uh, Most importantly for now, just subscribe. On any plat- podcast platform that you listen on uh, and, and and tune in every week and, and listen along with us if you can to the artists and form your own opinions, you know, uh, that's what's great about this music is, uh, or this podcast is we get to go out and discover music uh, together. Uh, all of us, uh, even Greg, who's not here, did uh, send me uh, some things to read on the show. So uh, we'll get into that later. We love you, Greg. We miss you.
0: We do miss you a lot, Papa. <laughs> Honestly, it feels a little cheap uh, taking these shots at you while you can't rebuttal, but we're still right. going to make sure that we can muscle through all of it for you and just continue <laughs> to shit on you the rest of the show. We're going to try uh, our damnedest just for you, buddy. We love you. We're
1: going to start with new music, which is the area that will suffer the most because Greg is not here. Greg is, of course, uh, oh, man, he's <laughs> he's the fat man at the buffet table when it comes to new music, man. And every week uh, it has been a, a supreme uh uh, joy of this show to meet somebody who listens to music the way that Greg listens to music because uh, he's the man who's always bringing in tons of new stuff man uh, and I don't have much Drew do you have much for new music
0: no no I never do because <laughs> <laughs> I just suck at doing that right now
1: <laughs> I, I, mean, have couple, well, I, I have a well I have p- one
0: I I do have a track but it's not It is on SoundCloud right now, but it's unreleased, so you can't really download it or anything. It's currently in limbo as it's been submitted as a demo to several labels, but you can go over to uh, Thickboy, or wait, is it Thick Boy Drewski on SoundCloud? Or it might just be, it's official Drewski on SoundCloud and go check out Uh, the song Never Gonna Stop. It's unreleased. Um, I'm not really Mm -hmm. hyping it up right now because it's unreleased, but you can go (laughs) get a little sneak peek if you want to go listen. So that's all I got this week. It's just some of my own stuff. Plugging it. Uh, I want to give shout outs to a couple
1: of things. First, I finally got through Bo Burnham's new thing. Um, Bo Burnham, of course, uh, for for kids who went to high school when I went to high school, kind of a notable figure for since then, basically. Um, And I did really like that new Netflix thing that he put out. Thing seems like maybe the best term because it's not a comedy special but it's uh, it's kind of stops just short of being like a one man rock opera type thing um really interesting project the type of thing i really uh, in this age of video, was hoping we'd kind of see more of from artists, uh, not necessarily specifically during the pandemic, but uh, just in general. And and there have been a number of artists to do it um, in terms of having these sort of full length movies for these albums that they're putting out that sort of run together and stuff like that um, that people have been talking about. But uh, but I thought this one was particularly really interesting and introspective and it definitely has comedy elements a lot of funny stuff in it and the goal is to be funny but uh has a lot of sort of interesting emotional moments of all uh, as well and i think that's really great um for a video project like this to focus on having a tone that shifts all over the place and doesn't feel organized especially when it's something that's focused on Uh, he created the whole thing in one room in his house you never leave this one room in his house throughout the whole uh, movie Um, and uh, the idea of doing that under the circumstances of the pandemic never mind the fact that Bo Burnham as a figure is somebody who got popular off of making YouTube videos in his in one room in his house right and then went off to have this big career and now he's because of the pandemic back in this box uh, that he, you know, kind of wrote his way out of. And so I think it's a really cool uh, piece and definitely worth checking out. I, I was under the impression you had checked out some of it, Drew.
0: Nope. Oh, not good. not a not a single second. Um, wow. I had some people on the Discord who were watching it while I was playing some video games one night. That's about mm-hmm. as close as I got to watching it so far. But I'm going to eventually
1: it's definitely worth checking out uh, on Netflix. Um, I think there's an album out from it too. The I, the songs are fine. Uh, I would have to do another listen through the songs. Although honestly, I think with Bo Burnham, the songs are not really the point um, as much as it, I think his songcraft is decent, but I, I think the point is uh, the jokes. And so if you kind of know the jokes, it's kind of over typically for me with him. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is uh, the Interrupters dropped uh, some stuff from a live album they're putting out live in Tokyo. That's kind of interesting if you're an Interrupters person. Um, you know, they're this uh, female-led, rancid-type ska-punk band from California that have been breaking out over the last few years, kind of had the most success uh, in the whole subgenre. Uh, and they are, uh, I think they have some great albums and I'm looking forward to having uh, a live album from them. It, them it's the, the recording sounds pretty good. Um, and it's cool that it's Tokyo, you know, as far away as possible, basically from where they
0: got the interrupters.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about is in the Heights drop this week, uh, in the Heights being the first uh, Broadway musical by uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda, who went on to make Hamilton. Uh, they put out the movie this week. Uh, the movie I would recommend. Uh, I think it's spectacular as somebody who uh, saw that show on Broadway. They made a lot of smart changes. They made some changes I'm not super fond of, but I think all in all, it's kind of a marvel that a movie like this could be made and only off the strength of the popularity of Hamilton. Do we get a movie like this, but uh, we're talking about a movie where, uh, uh, the original m- music, uh, writer and the, the original script writer wrote the script for the movie, which is, uh, kind of unheard of. Uh, the cast is not filled with, uh, celebrity singers and things like that. It's film. It's filled with Broadway people. Um, uh, It's remarkably faithful to the sort of ideas behind the original work. And uh, I think the the music is wonderful. Uh, And so that being said, watch the movie. And then when it comes to the cast album for the movie, uh, it's great, but it's not better than the Broadway cast (laughs) album. So maybe if you watch the movie and you dig the songs from the movie maybe listen to the Broadway cast album because uh, I think the performances are stronger musically throughout um there are a couple of singers in the movie where it's like okay you've clearly uh, been helped quite a bit by some pitch correction here um but uh, I think the movie uh, is absolutely worth watching HBO Max it's in theaters uh, you know I love uh, uh, musical uh, video productions so that's why two of my picks this week are from that sort of thing Um, but I definitely recommend it and kind of sad that a movie that has such a faithful uh, team to the original source material apparently isn't doing terribly well at the box office this week so um, but that's how it's going to be man Broadway's kind of a hard sell for people Um, yeah even even when it's uh, you know by somebody who's uh, incredibly famous from that community right now. Those those movies are, are difficult sells to get people to go out to. But um, I think it's definitely something you should check out if you like musicals. Even if you don't really like musicals, I think that movie is uh, something really special, talking about uh, the struggles of uh, the neighborhood of the people who live in Washington Heights uh, during a time of uh, gentrification and uh, uh, during a time of... Um, uh it not being easy to live uh inner city and, and to live uh as a uh, uh specifically uh, Caribbean uh Spanish person. Um Caribbean uh Latino. Uh food there
0: is great by the way if you ever can watch <laughs> I'm su- I
1: am I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh uh, my god if you, especially if you're a New York head like yeah uh, uh, Drew, you I think you would really dig this film for what it's worth.
0: Um Yo, actually, Misha and I last time we were in Washington Heights, we got uh, we got yanked out of the car by uh, undercover cops for like no reason.
1: I believe he told me this story. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it was fucking great.
1: Hey, let's do it, man! Volume eleven. Let's,
0: let's just dive into Merle Haggard, brother.
1: Volume eleven, Merle. Oh wait,
0: hold, hold on, hold on. Actually, uh, one second. I'm gonna. Do I'm you not have leaving, a cowboy leaving.
1: hat? Can you put? That's. A I'm going hat
0: on? To, I'm going to grab a cowboy hat. Hold on. Okay. Okay. God damn! Hey everybody, how you doing?
1: How you doing? Uh, It's just me. It's my personal time of the show. Now that both of my co-hosts have left, I can just. All right. Move the
0: pirate hat out of the way. (laughs) (sighs) All right,
1: Jesus! It's great. It looks great on you. Hold on. How do I?
0: That works. I, I sorry it took so long. I had to move the um the pirate pirate hat out of the way to get the cowboy I, hat.
1: I heard you loud and clear.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Um
1: It's a little Indiana Jones, but we'll move on. No, no, no,
0: that's a cowboy hat. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> see, this is this is the kind of stuff that people don't get the the grace of experiencing when they just listen to it. Yeah. Like, you gotta come into the live stream like my boy Tomas here, and then you get to see see us wear cowboy hats and stuff
1: drew drew just to change it up because you have a much better well-earned southern accent than me i want you to read the the wikipedia entry for merle haggard
0: by all means um one second here right, i gotta pull that tab over okay here we go um merle haggard (laughs) <clears throat> Mel Haggard Oh wait, sorry, that's British what? Um, Yeah, that doesn't, what? Uh, wait, what? Wait. Merle Ronald Haggard April 6, 1937 to April 6, 2016 was an American country singer songwriter, guitarist and fiddler That's right, fiddler mm. Haggard wow. was born in Old Dale, California <laughs> That's that's unfortunate Cali- California boy <laughs> Sorry, uh, during the Great Depression his childhood was troubled after the death of his father, and he was incarcerated several times in his youth. Uh, after being released from San Quentin State Prison in 1960, he managed to turn his life around and launch a successful country music career. Uh, he gained popularity and his songs about the working class that occasionally uh contain themes of contrary to anti-Vietnam war sentiment. Wait. Yeah, of some popular music of the time. Between the 1960s and the 1980s, he had 38 number one hits on the U.S. country's charts, several of which also made the Billboard All-Genre Singles Chart. Hagrid continued to release successful albums into the 2000s. He received many honors and awards for his music, including the Kennedy Center Honor in 2010, a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award in 2006, pardon me, it's been a while since I've read this much, <laughs> you know what I mean, I'm I'm dumb, I'm from the South, uh, a BMI Icon Award uh, in 2006 and induction into the Nashville uh, Songwriters Hall of Fame 1977, Country Music Hall of Fame in 1994. And oklahoma music hall of fame in 1997 he died on april 6 2016 his 79th birthday that's not a great present if you ask me at his ranch in shasta county california uh having recently suffered uh from double pneumonia not just single but double brother um yeah do you okay. want me to go into early life or you want to stop there
1: no, that's usually where I stop. I oh, first of all, I'm I, I'm gonna have you read uh read everybody's description in that voice in, uh, in that voice. All, Say less. The no two less. Thi- the two things I love the most about this is him being inducted into the Oklahoma Music Hall of Fame which I'm sure is literally just a picture of Merle Haggard
0: um, I also like that Tomas said uh, quote turned his life around then quote started a country music career does not compute <laughs> uh,
1: I'm, I'm really glad uh, we have uh, somebody here in the chat to make up for Greg <laughs> oh
0: yeah dude, Tomas is the homie yeah <laughs> he did all my, my he actually fan- did all my graphic design for my um, for my emotes for my channel, actually. He's a great artist. Nice, so shout out to Thomas. Nice. Uh the other thing I love from this is double pneumonia. <laughs> Dude, not just single pneumonia. He didn't I just didn't have plain know. old plain old black and white pneumonia. We're talking about that double whammy brother. That category two pneumonia cane. You know what I mean? Like we coming in hot with that bad mamma jamma. <laughs> it did
1: not occur to me that you could Catch a double version of a disease. Yeah. Does the doctor? Does the doctor come into the room and go? I'm sorry, you have double pneumonia. <laughs> it's Greg's week, so I'll start with Greg. I'll do my Greg impression. Okay. <coughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> um,
0: Cough more and have your computer glitch out.
1: Uh, the uh, quote. From my, my buddy Greg Ployd here. Quote, due to moving this pack w- past weekend, my listening to Merle Haggard was not as involved as previous episodes of the podcast. However, it doesn't mean I didn't get a good amount of albums in. Strangers, Just Between the Two of Us, The Legend of Bonnie and Clyde, Pride in What I Am, Someday We'll Look Back, Hag, Ramblin' Fever... A Working Man Can't Get Nowhere, Serving 190 Proof, I Am What I Am, Working in Tennessee, and Django and Jimmy. I did skip over the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, as again, my time was more limited. The 60s output was damn near classic, from what Spotify had available anyway. From the four albums from this era I was able to listen to, the songwriting was incredibly solid from front to back. This era alone showcased what would be the influential Bakersfield sound that affected not only country music, but also rock music uh, to come and arguably uh, even some soul as well. For every barn burner like The Legend of Bonnie and Clyde and I'm Bringing Home Good News, there were plenty of pleasant cuts like I've traded All of My Tomorrows and The Day the Rains Came. Haggard's voice is fantastic, and so are his backup singers, providing a grounded emotional tone with the subject matter. The 70s output built on what was being done from his 60s catalog with a bit uh, more eclectic instrumentation and some more blues and soul influences mixed in. Though the sound overall was recognizably haggard, uh, by which he means Merle Haggard, not haggard as in the word. Uh, while <laughs> the... Uh, God damn it. While the topics (laughs) didn't uh, change drastically and some songs seemed by the numbers by this point in his career, Haggard still uh, brought a lot of entertaining performances through his 70s era. I can't say that there was a bad album from this era either. Skipping ahead to the the 2010s and his final output, the dog hasn't learned many new tricks. But I suppose he didn't really have to. The production value is solid and the flourishes of horns and strings that pop up throughout the traditional Haggard sound are nice touches uh, to make something old sound fresh ish. Uh, I can't (laughs) recommend these records over his sixties or seventies output as most of the songs have that familiar feeling to previous ones, but uh, I'd still recommend listening to these at some point, especially his duet album with Willie Nelson. Overall, from what I've heard of Merle Haggard, I had a very great week blasting his albums. This isn't usually the music I'll casually put on, but I can't say I had any real negatives throughout the experience end quote again, that comes to us from uh the one and only greg Plored, uh who uh, uh, on, uh realizing he couldn't get his internet to work at his new place until tomorrow, reportedly, uh he sent me that over and sent me over his slap count, which we'll talk about later. Um, Drew, you have, uh, this sort of, uh, uh, most natural history with Mo Haggard and the type of music that he makes, uh, having not lived in, uh, Maine your entire life. <laughs> like I have, uh, yeah, so you know,
0: everybody in Maine are a bunch of fucking want to be right Y'all can get <laughs> to that. Like I lived that life, brother. So I would
1: love to have you go next.
0: Yeah. So as a Nashville, Tennessee, uh, native and local, um, I was, (laughs) I was always around a lot of country music, like a lot. Yeah. And, uh, I probably have heard quite a few Merle songs already. Um, so I was pretty, I was kind of familiar with him. I never did a deep dive. Um, Mm -hmm. and honestly, (laughs) Even with how busy Greg was, I think I still dove less hard as him. But that's just—I <laughs> don't think I'll ever be able to successfully dive as deeply as Greg does on music. Like he's just the man's a fucking machine. Like I don't think he's I a can machine, do it. dude. Yeah, he really is. He's—he's he's built like a machine, and he fucks like a machine. So, anyways, um, I'm gonna <laughs> go ahead and go through which albums I did listen to. Uh, so I did "Strangers" uh, just between the two of us. Uh, I skipped Legend of Bonnie and Clyde. I did Pride in What I Am. Uh Okie okay, Muskogee Live. Uh Someday We'll Look Back. Hag. Um. Then I kind of skipped over to Ramblin' Fever. I think I stopped there. Um, and then I went up a bit. And then I just started listening to some of his best albums because I started realizing that Um The dude just makes country songs. You know what I mean? Like they're all gonna be a vibe. But with how extra like ready here we go camera look at this this is his discog. Yeah, holy fucking huge. shit i'm still scrolling i'm it's still huge, scrolling
1: most of it most of its greatest hits albums
0: yeah but, but <laughs> a lot of a lot of those but the thing about it is um it felt to me like by just jamming it down my throat it wouldn't have given me the same experience <laughs> and like shit. with what i did listen to i still listen to like a lot for like a week of just casually listening to music like that. And uh, right. I mean, I'm with Greg on the fact that like, dude, it like, there's no, like I've heard a few other types of outlaw artists and whatnot, like, cause of where I'm from and having to sort of, and right. he just has his own sound and it, it's a big fucking vibe. And like, dude, I, I fuck with that style of songwriting. It's just like, Um, honestly, like that's the vibe that's been for songwriting and like a lot of Southern artists for a long time, uh, where Mm -hmm. it's just like say a lot with very little, you know? And like, that's how people kind of talk down there. Um, it's a little like, we're just kind of, it's a different energy there, you know? Like it's too fucking hot to ramble your fucking mouth off, you know? It's like, say what you got to say and get it over with and just kind of, you know, do your thing. Um, Thomas said, country sucks depend on a, how drunk I am, B, how drunk the artist was when recording and c) whether or not I'm about to dance up on some jean shorts. I mean, I will tell you one thing, like my redneck flaunting level goes through the fucking roof. If there's a really hot redneck chick that I want to impress, especially in Maine. Like I'm like, I'll be like, yes, ma'am. How you doing? You know, like that's why he has the cowboy hat at his house, ma'am. I mean, I will tell you what, man, like my first vehicle was an 88 Dodge Dakota. It was baby blue. It had vinyl seats. Um, I literally had someone get in my car one time when I first pulled up in that thing when I was 16. He went, dude, this is, this is like, this is a dream. Like (laughs) you literally are like, a cowboy now, and I was like, I know, Drew. You know? Drew, yeah. all I'm, all I'm, I'm
1: begging you to do here is to sell that beautiful little uh, uh, SUV
0: that you have and get an my El Camino, little... and we can dude, drive honestly, around in your El want, Camino. I miss, I miss driving. Like my first vehicle is a pickup truck, dude. I miss driving it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, and dude, facts. Like someone said it the the best way possible: that all country music is good when you're about to get laid. <laughs> it's it's a fact, but the thing about the thing about Merle though is that he kinda had a jam for everything that you kinda just vibe with like when you're just a simple country boy, you know yeah, like yeah he he was heartbroken, he went to jail um like he he had tons of different wives <laughs> and like. <laughs> Dude, like, learning about him, too, with that thing you posted in the Discord, like, how he, uh, the man, like, dude, fuck Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash is literally a bitch compared to Merle Haggard, dude. Like, Merle had, they're like, I had a rough life, I'm Johnny Cash. Like, bitch, you ain't had shit compared to Merle, dude. Merle was a fucking savage. Oh For my people God. who don't know,
1: the Wikipedia article kind of goes over it, but he's literally like outlaw country Forrest Gump. Uh, Dude, he's, he's, <laughs> yes. He's Beautiful. a fucking uh, legit. He's an inmate at San Quentin prison when Johnny Cash comes to play. Literally like a movie in real life. He's sitting in the crowd as a prisoner at San Quentin sees johnny cash playing at san quentin for the for the prisoners and he's like when i get out i'm gonna do that i'm gonna fucking Um, do that yeah dude like that has
0: though, like a perfect movie had like had like bought i don't know who i don't know who you are but yo welcome to the chat he just said merle fucks confirmed merle fucks a lot dude has so many children and the man fucks like even with his music too like I uh, I got to say like as far like I am also not an avid country listener. Um mm-hmm. even though I have this cowboy hat on, uh it's kind of just for the show, but like right. you know like most of the time, you know I'm spinning house music and listening to rap and like you know I like soul and funk and shit like that. Um I mean I like my outlaw country a bit, but like I used to just like vibe on like Johnny Cash or like Hank Senior and stuff. Right. And like dude Merle is the fucking OG though. Like it was like, I just dove in and found the guy. Like when I heard that, I was like, now when I want to listen to badass fucking outlaw country music, I'm going to Merle every fucking time. Like without a doubt.
1: But Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Cash was even quoted saying one time to Merle Haggard, everyone that everything that people think I am, you actually are. You are.
0: You actually are. Dude, imagine Johnny Cash being like, hey, yo, man, like, I know I write all this music and stuff, and, like, people think I'm a badass. You are actually a badass. You actually fuck, and (laughs) I want to be you. Like, you're my hero, like, basically, with how much of a badass motherfucker you are. And, like, dude, his music is just so, like, simple, but, like, badass in that fucking, like, yes, sir, like, "country, country music kind of way, like that i just it was a vibe like i really liked and he was also a fucking great singer like yeah dude excellent excellent voice like really just like mellow like dude if i'm ever in the south and it's just hot as balls out and i just need to like calm down and relax and i just need that like country vibe to go along with it merle's going on like 100% what, i'm putting it on one
1: thing one thing i really you know they talk about this bakersfield sound And I didn't really look up what what uh, what's meant by that, although I've heard it before. But what struck me specifically about Merle's style is that it felt like vocal jazz with kind of country sort of instrumentation in the way that his delivery is. And a lot of his stuff later, a lot of his stuff kind of dips into being just like straight up fucking jazz with vocals later. Oh, yeah. Um,
0: no, but, he like uh, he actually like had like a good knowledge and appreciation for music in general. Yeah, he loved kind of Louis Armstrong.
1: He he talks about Louis Armstrong all the time yeah. in his lyrics. Dude, and, it's uh, nuts! Like, yeah. he's not just like, yeah.
0: dude. Like when I was like getting ready to listen, I thought this dude was going to be so deeply immersed in country. Like it was going to be that scene from the Blues Brothers where like they're like, "So what kind of music do you guys usually play?" They're like, "Oh, we play both kinds. We play country right. and western." And I thought right. that that was going to be like the entire fucking. Listen was just going to be like bang, 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 boom boom bang, a right. for like an entire week. And it was just like not that at all. It was like actually fucking sick. Like- yeah,
1: because he I mean, he was born in California. And then also he's coming along in the 60s of country music, you know, when country music was still, you know, kind of a niche thing. And so the country artists that are coming out then like Johnny Cash and like dudes like that, man, they're they're playing stuff that's kind of uh influenced by everything else that's going on musically and isn't isn't so like tiered off and insular in the way that you can kind of hear i guess pop country has kind of changed that now where things are very yeah. influenced by pop but oh
0: dude um, so bad like i it's hard for me to find <laughs> if anyone is a pop con- avid pop country listener and like can like find something that i would be impressed by I would thank you because like i it's one of those genres that i've never been able to like find anything where i'm like oh this slaps like i don't know i mean like maybe there's like one song that i still think is i like but only because it's absolutely hilarious it's brad paisley's song uh ticks or something like that Mm. or like check you for ticks and uh (laughs) dude it's like literally about um just going out into the country and like finding a place to park and just like getting going out into the moonlight into the fucking stars and shit and then just checking her for ticks yeah like but yeah, but it absolutely. it, it kind of means more like i just want to see you naked so it's like this yeah. really c- no, creepy like song I don't know Lyme disease, Lyme disease awareness campaign for looking for ticks. I mean, that might actually low key be what it actually is, though, Tomas. <laughs>
1: maybe the guy's really, maybe the guy's really into ticks. How do you know? How do you I mean, know? yo, he might uh, just really be into
0: like trying to protect people from Lyme disease. It, it it hurts a lot of people, you know. It's good to be aware of that. Bef- before we go on. I I will say what I went
1: through. Uh, I, I listened to a lot of Merle Haggard this week. I listened to 28 Merle Haggard albums this week. I listened to Strangers, 1965, Legend of Bonnie and Clyde, 1968, Pride in What I Am, 1969, Someday We'll Look Back, 1971, a Hag 1971 Merle Haggard's Christmas Present from 1973 Ramblin' Fever from 1977 Working Man Can't Get Nowhere Today 1977 My Farewell to Elvis 1977 uh, I'm Always on a Mountain When I Fall 1978 Serving 190 Proof 1979 Back to the Barrooms 1980 Big City 1981 Poncho and Lefty 1982 Going Where the Lonely Go 1982, That's the Way Love Goes, 1983, It's All in the Game, 1984, Kern River, 1985, Out Among the Stars, 1986, A Friend in California, 1986, uh, The Way I Am, 1987, 501 Blues, 1989, Blue Jungle, 1990, 1994 from 1994, 1996 from 1996. <laughs> He just entirely gives up on giving his albums titles. He's like, fuck it. Uh, oh, my just, God, just, dude. He's just, like,
0: he's just serving out these fucking country songs like hotcakes. Sure.
1: If I could only fly from 2000, Chicago win from 2005, and I am what I am from 2010. Uh, I listen to a lot of Merle Haggard because, first of all, his albums are really short. They're all like 30, 35 minutes for the most part, with the exception of maybe one that I think was like an hour long for some reason. I was like, wow, this is long. Um, I think there are some remarkable things about his sound as a musician. And the biggest reason why I was able to listen to so much of it is that it's all basically the same, uh, in the nicest way that I can possibly mean that it's just a vibe you put on Merle Haggard and it's just, oh, it's Merle Haggard. This is what it feels like to listen to Merle Haggard. And so I would put, I would, I'd sit down to play some Red Dead Redemption 2 because I was like, this will pair nicely. I'm over here like a, like a, uh, Arthur. uh, uh, What's the, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Arthur. I'm over here. What's the uh, the uh, sommelier or whatever, right? Like, oh, this will pair nicely with my Merle Haggard. Uh, yeah. And I'd listen to to eight or nine Merle Haggard albums in a sitting because they're just like they're like that, you know. I used to um, love
0: playing that game and like petting my horse just to make it so Arthur would go, There's a good boy, that's a good boy." Because I do that with my dog now. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> with the cowboy hat on.
0: That's a good boy. Uh, yeah. Basically. I
1: loved it, man. I, I, and uh, I don't really, you know, I'm like both of you guys where I don't really go in for country music all that often. But But like I've said with this show before, what's kind of wonderful about it is that I can be like, okay, I'm just exploring this for a week and there's no stakes on it you know like it kind of feels like there is when I'm exploring music on their own it's just like no I this is the artist I have to listen to and I'm exploring it for this time and and for me I you know I dug putting it on and listening to it it's hokey as fuck but like so
0: it's, like it's so hokey, country <laughs> music.
1: it's so fucking it's so. but what I was surprised by is a handful of uh, really kind of interesting things first of all like I said the, the vocal jazz influence is like all over his sound um, second second Uh, Second, I think what's really great about him is uh, his 80s catalog is fine. It doesn't change at all. Uh, Like, nothing changes. And it's so. It was so. Because.
0: (laughs) It somehow is like timeless through the whole fucking catalog. Right. right? Yeah. I was
1: getting into his his 80s stuff and I was like, oh God, here we go.
0: Yeah. Here we go. The 80s syndrome for like every fucking discog we've done.
1: Yeah, we're gonna light this up, and it's gonna be fucking hard synths on everything, and he's, <laughs> he's gonna lose his—he's gonna lose his fucking mind like everybody else in the '80s. And surprisingly, and maybe this is just the case with country artists, uh, they're all like, no, that shit sounds horrible. Let's right. just continue doing what we were already doing." Right, exactly. Um, and he does throughout the whole time, and even and up to wrote his. Down his fix it. It, Sure, even up to his late catalog, like there is a, a a reverence to this sound that he has carved out, and the only thing that changes is that later he does stuff that's more specifically kind of honky tonk jazz stuff uh, that he feels yeah. a little more comfortable with. So he's kind of fucking sick, though. What I also respected about him there was an incredibly small amount of what I would call problematic stuff. Not to say that there was zero. Let's go there, but, dude. But he had a number of songs that actually extolled political opinions that I think <laughs> most red state Republicans would be like would be angry with. Uh he has he had specifically a couple of songs where he straight up said, "Hey, Mexican people coming over the border and doing all this fucking work that we don't want to do and sending that money back to their families in Mexico is incredibly beneficial for our economy and is a great thing. And these guys work their asses off and like has this whole song where he like straight up, like, thanks Mexican people for the work that they're doing and like thanks them for coming over the border. And uh, it's
0: uh,
1: I was literally sitting there like what the what? fuck wait this is what? amazing <laughs> that's nuts i
0: gotta i gotta no, hear that one i don't think i checked that granted
1: one. he's he's from california right so if any if any country music is gonna have that kind of opinion it's gonna be him right <laughs>
0: you know? I mean, like or yo like i, I know a bunch of rednecks who really fucked with like mexicans and even the immigrant mexicans yeah. and stuff like that in tennessee too it's like they're just like the quieter majority that like just don't care about all that shit it's, like, the weirdos yeah. that, like, so, don't know anybody who's Mexican that, like, usually don't like Mexicans. Like, like from my experience. But also, really fast, Hadlik Bot, Bot said um, the synthetic artists uh, just discovered cocaine in the 80s, which is why it sucked, basically. And then uh, right. Merle been done doing that shit since 69. <laughs> and we can definitely <laughs> confirm Merle Haggard probably invented cocaine. Like, <laughs> oh that, man, that man did a lot of coke he was just like what's
1: wonderful i
0: could imagine how slow that music must have been when he wasn't coked out of his mind (laughs) it was already so mellow it's such a story with him too because he
1: he like kept it a secret for years like he didn't want anybody to know and then it finally kind of came out that he had done time in san quentin or whatever and he thought it was going to hurt his career and literally, everyone around him was like, Why did you think that would hurt your career? Everyone's gonna fucking love that. All you sing about is being a fucking tough guy. Yeah. If people find out that you actually did time in fucking San Quentin. Right. Right. But so his cover forever was, I think it's gonna be bad for my career. What you find out kind of later in the albums, when you hear him kind of more openly talk about San Quentin, is like, oh no, he was deeply embarrassed by it for like a long time. He had this uh, uh, this sort of deep uh, 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 reservation about it. Was deeply embarrassed uh, by it. It seems like because uh, the sort of the songs he puts out late, he puts an album uh, a song out on. I think I am what I am, if I remember correctly. That's like a letter to his daughter that's like, hey, like I knew at some point you were going to find out about this. Uh, And I like I was like a way different dude back then. And I really hope that it doesn't make things difficult between us that I I, like lived this other life and was a different dude and ended up having to figure some stuff out, you know? Uh, And so it was really cool to hear him sort of, you know, kind of early in his career, like, all of his songs are, like, really emo. Like, super duper just, like, sad about women all the time. (laughs) Oh, dude, he's like
0: the original teen angst music. Oh, definitely.
1: And there's very few songs about, like, bar fighting or...
0: He low-key invented pop punk. (laughs) Yeah. Like Dashboard Confession basically needs to thank Merle Haggard for that. There's
1: like very few songs about uh, shooting people and fucking like uh, like you kind of associate with Outlaw Country. It's like almost mostly just songs about like the plight of the working class at the time and then like songs about how sad it is to break up with somebody. Uh, And it's most of the catalog is how sad it is to break up with somebody. You know, it's fine. Um, Yeah, dude. I mean, the man, the man is, is a sad boy, dude. So (laughs) very, very. And, and so I loved uh, not only that he had such a wild story and authentic career and just such a, such a feel to his music that like, you know, as far as like picking a favorite song by Merle Haggard or a favorite album by Merle Haggard, just like when we did Aretha, it's like, Uh, Just uh, put on a Merle Haggard and you did it, you know, to the point where I wouldn't even say, like, seek out this Merle Haggard album. I would say, like, get a greatest hits of Merle Haggard and listen to that, Uh, because it will be almost exactly the same experience as if you did Back to the Bar Rooms or serving 190 yeah. proof or something like that like it's just all it's all it's just all the, the same shit
0: yeah um you could have like some songs even repeat themselves and you would be like whatever like it's fine <laughs> that we're it's actually, so easy on the ears the uh
1: the the discography in in spotify is like fucked uh it's, it's just insane it's filled with greatest hits albums that like aren't listed as greatest hits albums, even though there's a separate no. category for that, um, right. for compilations. They're all just thrown in there without saying what they are for the most part. And so there were a couple of times where I'd start listening to something, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've heard all these songs before. And I'd yeah. look at the titles, oh, I'd yeah. be like, oh, yeah, I am listening to a compilation right A compilation, a right compilation album. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and But you I was know, all
0: right with it, to be honest. I was like, yo, I'm glad we're coming back to this one, man. I like this song just like yo feel, mama man. tried so good
1: he's absolutely Dude. just a oh feel uh, and I I had uh, a fun time listening to it even though again completely out of i it's not something i would put on at a party uh you know uh
0: yeah i don't really know if i'm gonna be able to spin any of it for my yeah. dj sets coming up i'm still thinking <laughs> about it maybe got, that okaskogi song do a, um, do a Okeechobee. remix do a
1: remix with some merle haggard vocals in it that's what we
0: need yeah like mama tried or something like that maybe yeah <laughs> yeah that, that song is so good and like I I like the Grateful Dead rendition of it. It's nice, like hearing (laughs) Jerry like solo on it and stuff and everything. But dude, the song itself is just like so solid, like the progression, everything. (laughs) That took down to prison. Like I don't know, it's just it's it's just so good. Like and like yeah, and uh, it's such a great song for like it's it's like anti. My parents fucked me up. It's like. Like my parents tried and I still sucked. Like it was just basically shitting on yourself kind of song. And I'm just like I just like listen to it and I'm like, same dude, same. <laughs> like I myself am also a degenerate with a wonderful sweet mother. Like I I know the vibes. Thank you, Merle, for making music for me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, it is a case of um you know he's a greatest hits art, artist, but but the biggest thing is is he is one of these artists where it's just like turn on a feeling, you know, oh, yeah. uh, with uh, with all of his stuff, and and I really really enjoyed that, and really enjoy any time that it's an artist like that who's dialed in the sound so much that you can just listen to anything that they make, and it's like this
0: is awesome (laughs) yeah it's just Uh, so rad that like he stays true to himself and consistently stays like timeless in his career I
1: was so worried about the '80s, dude. I was so fucking worried about the '80s. It's not even just the like the synth artists or whatever, but like all the rock artists get really terrible in the '80s too. And so I was really so worried about it. And yeah. uh, and when he got when totally fine. I I'm got ha- when I got halfway <laughs> through the '80s and like it still just sounded like the '60s and '70s stuff. I was like, this is great. What you do notice? Yeah. Just like with everybody else, round about two thousand, all of the music starts sounding way better from a production standpoint uh, because the yeah. mastering just gets so much better. Um, especially well, if you're... they fill
0: it the fuck in too. Yeah. Like, I mean, like yeah, the, the fucking producers and mastering engineers, and I assume it had everything that had been done at that point had to have been doing, being done in Nashville. Mm-hmm. It's like where all like the fucking super producers are from. Like, right. it's just like Nashville, like where you go to get it done like it like that's one thing that you can't argue about with pop country music is that sonically it is sound as fuck it's insane like like they're like yeah we'll have a washboard in this part and you will hear it so clearly on the sound stage of that recording and you'll be like wow this is insane how well they fit all of these very bizarrely strange instruments and made them all prominent in a tasteful way like what the fuck Like, yeah, and like I have that aside, like
1: I have a couple of pretty good sound systems that I go to all around this house, a handful of different uh, systems with different sort of bass response and stuff like that. And, um, you know, the stuff in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s and the 90s was pretty good around 2000 is when it's like, oh, subwoofers work now um yeah. all all like kind of all of a sudden uh things are just mastered yeah. to to take advantage of the subwoofers and stuff like that and 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 everything just fills out a lot more um which is nice his late material actually had some stuff where i was like oh boy here we go uh specifically uh he has uh A couple of songs on the last he has a song on the last album called America First, uh, which came out before Trump made that like a catchphrase uh, without really understanding what the fucking song meant. Uh, And in the song, it's all just like, hey, we give a lot of money to other countries and we spend a lot of money on fucking the military it's it's so funny it's another one of those things where it's like do republicans listen to this and not realize that it's the opposite of what they ask for uh but they're like hey we he's like hey we give a lot of money to the military but like all the roads are fucked up and shit <laughs> like can
0: we like yeah
1: <laughs> can we like fix the fucking trains and stuff you know so that like the infrastructure here works before we go spending money on all this fucking garbage uh and i i love that i love that about it and and uh i was you know there were i was just waiting for the other shoe to drop because there are a couple of songs that are you know
0: like the song i showed you uh i'm a white boy (laughs) red flag (laughs) we finally found the weird uh-oh part of Merle Haggard sure. with the song White Boy by Merle Haggard. Even
1: then, I wouldn't say it's that terrible. Like, if you sang it now, people would be like, what the fuck?
0: Yo, honestly, though, it's like, it's, there could be a lot worse. Yeah. Like, it could be a lot worse. He basically is just saying that he's just the white guy doing his thing. Yeah. And, like, but he's, he's not black and yeah. he is not yeller. Yeah, so that's yellow. the the, yellow. Big,
1: the big part.
0: So he said yellow. That was weird.
1: Yeah.
0: I guess. I mean, he's just, he's just. I'm fine with just being a white dude.
1: I don't know if it's, like I said, I don't know if I would say it's overtly racist. The 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 kind of weirdly racist part of the song is that basically the whole idea is that like, hey, I'm just, I'm a dude. I'm just looking for a job. I'm looking for a job. Uh, but then he's constantly reiterating, by the way, I'm a white guy. So you don't need to
0: worry about me. Just give me a job. Yeah. yeah uh, but the funny thing about that, though, now that you mention it, though, it's like the funny thing about it is like, He's had, like, with the Oka song, like, how it kind of, like... Like, he does, and a lot of country artists do this, like, they have characters, you know? Mm -hmm. That they kind of write their songs sort of about that is kind of roughly them, but not really. Yeah. And if if it's really him, like, the man's, like, a fucking ex-criminal and shit. He's like, you got nothing to worry about. I'm just a white boy, you know? Like, it could be taken several (laughs) different ways. Like, it could just be, like, I'm not one of those, like, other people that's not white. You know, hire me, like... It could it could be kind of satirical in that way, like almost sure, potentially. Sure. Like we don't know yeah. because Merle barely fucking talks about anything. But well, the fact that he has all these other kind of like really interesting viewpoints that are like unlike most super right-wing kind of bordering racist yeah. Southern rednecks almost kind of makes you wonder, like I wonder if that song really is sure. intended uh. to be that way. I mean like because at least it wasn't as hardcore as ed- and edgy as fucking rednecks by like Randy Newman, where he says the N word multiple times. Sure. But that
1: song itself is satirical character. Um, I know. Yeah. Uh, but I'm
0: saying that it could be like that here, but just on a less blue intense fucking like jarring. He apparently regularly
1: told a story
0: where he said, uh,
1: he said, I played that song, uh, in the South one time. And they liked it too much, and I never played it in the south again. Uh, but uh, I did like uh, Drew brings up uh, uh, "Okey from Muskogee," and that's uh, a great song to bring up because Merle Haggard himself, you know, "Okey from Muskogee" is is uh, his sort of uh, anti hippie song. You know, just uh, uh, you know, support the president and and uh, uh, very troop heavy and whatever. And uh, Vietnam is the right choice, and stop being such a little bitch. Uh, kind of song, <laughs> and and uh, just pro war, dude. He kind of openly came out later and was like, "Look, I sang stuff in a song that doesn't mean that that's how I feel." He's like, "A lot of my songs are just sort of like I'm trying to channel the way that people I know feel and stuff like that." And he's like, "In the case of Okie from Muskogee, I don't, I don't really feel that way." you know but there's also you know a case can be made that like yeah he said that a long time after he wrote that song and there were a lot of people who were gung-ho about vietnam until they fucking found out about vietnam and then they were like oh maybe not so
0: oh wait maybe we shouldn't be all about this whoops (laughs) with merle it was a big vibe for me i'm i but i think we've pretty much gotten to the end of what we need to really say about that legendary man may he rest in peace sure um So how many? I feel like I'm going to have to go with four out of five slaps for Merle just because it was a fucking vibe. I think the only thing that keeps me from giving it a five out of five is um, because it's country music. (laughs) And I don't listen to a lot of country music. But this is like top tier would listen to country music so it's a four out of five for me i just yeah how much i'm actually gonna honestly listen to country music it's like even if it's merle haggard it's gonna be it's gonna be a rare vibe like i gotta be feeling really hashtag rare you know what i mean like i gotta be feeling very special like it's got to be a particular scenario for me to be my with that. my buddy my pal my secret <laughs> lover for complete trash for complete trash it is excellent is what I'm saying <laughs> that's what <laughs> that's what Tomas uh said.
1: Greg Greg Flord said four out of five as well nice um yeah I I kind of echo all of your sentiments about like it's really good but it's still country music and uh, <laughs> let's go like, like it's it's re- it's really good but you know and I had a great time with it and while it was like uh you know what's great about what again what I love about this show is that I can treat listening to an artist that I'm not really into it's p- part of my job i've made it part of my job right and so like i can be like oh i'm listening to this and whether i'm into it or not is kind of beside the point because it's my job <laughs> to listen to it right and so uh so for me you know i'm not sitting here being like oh man this week's gonna be over you know like we were when we finished aretha i was like this week's over but like i'm gonna i'm gonna go back and listen to aretha songs on the reg um And I have, you know, I'm not, as much as I really, really like Merle Haggard, he has not ascended to the degree of like, okay, this is like a favorite artist for me now that I'm going to own stuff by. Um, And that's been kind of unanimously the case with the artists that I have given fives to. Um, So I think he's a four. I think he's a four, like everybody else has said, which puts him at a 12 overall, which is really high. Um... Not not higher than I think he deserves. Uh, I think a twelve is a great space uh, for Merle Haggard Uh, because, again, I I really enjoyed um just the consistency of his catalog. Uh, At no point did it feel like he had jumped the shark whatsoever. He was like, "This is what I do. This is the type of music that I make." And when people buy a Merle Haggard record, the new Merle Haggard record, no one's going like, "Oh." It's the same old shit.
0: <laughs> you know? like, everyone's gonna be like, oh, fucking Merle. It's the, you know, it's like oh, uh, some more Merle. Some more of the yeah, life of Merle in his, exa- in his special exactly. way of showing it, you know?
1: Well, it's like visiting an old friend that you only get to see yeah. every year or a couple of years, you know? And like when when that happens, you don't wanna pick it up and then suddenly suddenly your old friend is like fucking playing polka or some shit, you know? Like he's just it's great that he's consistently making the same cut ki- the same kind of thing yeah yeah i mean just um, a randomly
0: juxtapos- juxtapo- <laughs> juxtaposed juxtaposed <laughs> fucking bokeh album in the deep catalog of merle would be quite a treat though <laughs> just one just one album with polka with him still singing like a country artist all right so that's um, merle haggard uh yeah. it's my week to pick the artists mm-hmm. Uh, who to do a deep Discog dive on this week Well it sucks because we don't have Greg Can you call him I don't know if I have his number Oh me neither We're not friends like that I don't really so give we're gonna, my number out to,
1: We're gonna have to just like. Do one that neither you Nor I have listened to and he's gonna Have to fucking deal with it because he's not Here fuck yeah that's Dude. true You know it's probably past
0: his bedtime anyway. So Miramada, the only specific, speci- speci- specifics to uh, us picking our next artist for the deep dive is there has to be a fairly extensive catalog of like s- maybe six or seven plus full length albums. Um, and it needs to be a fairly well-known artist of, but it can be any time period, any genre. Um, but it has to be also one that we haven't really done a big deep dive on. So yeah, the who would not work because I've listened to a shitload of the Who. <laughs> Bono? Just Bono. <laughs> just Bono. <laughs> just Bono. I mean, like U2. I've listened to like a greatest hits on. I think we could tech I could technically do U2. I think U2 is disqualified from me. Oh, okay. I've listened to like I've some listened to the hits. Joshua Tree.
1: And uh, probably a couple of their other, other stuffs. So, uh, they're disqualified for me.
0: Okay. Oh yeah. I, and I also did listen to that whatever album had like elevation and all that other shit music on. Do you have yeah, anything in awful. mind? Uh, the only one that I found that was 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 kind of a joke though. Uh. With oh, we can't do King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard because I know for a fact that um uh. Greg has listened to the entire Discog and he loves them. Buckethead. Hmm.
1: <laughs>
0: that would be rough for Bryce because he fucking there's like basically almost like no lyrics in that. How much does Buckethead have for a Discog? Let me take a look here. Holy fuck. Yeah, probably a lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh my god, I just read the chat too. He said. Good luck with Buckethead, LOL, 500 albums, thousands of albums. <laughs> Jesus. Yo, there really are, though. Holy shit. Oh, my God. I don't know if I can handle that. Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know if I want to do a of dive, dive on Buckethead.
1: <laughs> here's a, here's uh, something that someone had brought up to me recently in, in my uh, other
0: show's Discord. I'm down for suggestions. Uh, Prince. Let me count how many albums I've listened to. by How many disqualifies it? Three? More than three albums?
1: I mean, if you feel like you're incredibly familiar with his sound and what he's done, then it's a no,
0: right? Oh, shit. He has a lot of albums. So I've listened to Prince Controversy, 1999, Purple Rain, and that's about it. Um, So I've listened to four of his albums. The question is if Greg has listened to a bunch of Prince. Let me message Greg really fast. It's not necessarily
1: a question about what's going on with Greg. I mean, like, if we have an episode where we picked an artist because he wasn't here, and then he shows up next week and he's like, I've listened to a lot of Prince, then we can be like, okay, well, talk about Prince then, (laughs) oh boy. Um, Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, But it is an artist that was brought up. Yeah, Miramada, that
0: is the... Mirimata is saying he wants to toss out names and stuff, but they're just not super well known. And sure. that is definitely the difficulty of it. It's like there's definitely like so many cool artists that we can deep dive into, but uh part of what's been making this channel interesting is that we're doing artists that are pretty recognized and like super well known, but it's like when you're like, wait, I haven't really listened to a lot of that artist though. Yeah. Like, because we've so far, Miramada I know it's your first time in on the show. We've done like run DMC, Chemical Brothers. Um, uh, like fucking three eleven. Unfortunately, Aretha Franklin, Aretha Franklin, uh, meatloaf, like meatloaf. Yeah, just like super random, but like you know, you should probably know like the artist a bit more kind of thing. So it's been kind of like an interesting experience with that. Um, hmm, Oasis. I could definitely do oasis i've only listened to wonderwall
1: yeah o- oasis qualifies for me as well
0: what's that guy gallagher was it liam yeah. gallagher was the guy who yeah. like bad mouthed jay-z and was saying like rap has no place on the uh whatever festival thing and so <laughs> jay-z came out and opened with wonderwall and sang it really badly and then went into 99 pitches <laughs> that shit was so gangsta shout out to jay-z still rock you know, uh, but, um, yeah, we could probably do Oasis, actually. That would be yeah, fine. Oasis wouldn't be a bad um, one. Okay. Well, I didn't get anything back from Greg about even the Prince question.
1: Yeah, he's probably asleep, homeboy.
0: Oh, yes. Champagne Supernova, indeed. Huge artist worldwide. Very, very good point. Um, yeah, I think, guys, thanks for the suggestion. I think for my week of picking... I want to go with Chad on this one and do yeah. um, Oasis. Let's let's do like a deep that. dive on that. I'll give five subs if he has listened to three albums of them, though. <laughs> hey, I mean, dude, that's a that's a tough challenge to make because Greg has listened to a fuckload of music. Yeah, Greg he might just have to give five to subs next episode. Yeah, we're gonna hold you to that. Yeah, we're definitely going to hold you to that, though, Toe. Um, uh...
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on this wonderful adventure. We'll be back next week with Volume 12, Oasis. Uh, please subscribe to the show. Tell your friends. Share it around. Music is better with friends, as we always say. But for now and until then, your favorite band is out there. Go and find them.